A few weeks back, I had the great pleasure of attending the Bar and Restaurant Expo, formerly the Nightclub and Bar Show. It's hosted every March out in Las Vegas. It's an incredible experience. I had a great time. It was my first time at the show. It was also my first time ever out in Las Vegas. So I want to talk to you about my experience out there at the show. I want to talk to you about what the show is, uh, what I learned from the show. And then I also want to talk to you about my experience in Las Vegas, right? Golfing out there, dining out there, going to see shows, gambling out there. Because uh, there's a, a couple of key insights. And one in particular uh, that I think you're going to get a lot out of, and I, and I really want uh, I really want you to internalize this. So today's episode, we're going to be talking all about Las Vegas, all about the Bar and Restaurant Expo. Do not go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast all about helping chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. Each week we toggle back and forth between a monologue style format and an interview, but the goal is always the same, to take complicated concepts, right, both on the, the marketing side and the operation side, make them both understandable and actionable. Why? Because like I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now. I've spent my entire adult life working in hospitality. I love this industry. I love the work I do with this industry. Each and every day, I have the privilege of working with chefs and operators all over the country, passionate restaurant owners who deserve to have a restaurant that works as hard as they do. If you're listening to this podcast, it means you're looking to level up. It means that things aren't exactly the way you want them to be and you're looking to get better, and that is to be applauded. But if you are tired of razor-thin profit margins and ready to take the next step, then I want you to consider joining my Restaurant Recharge Coaching Program. It starts on May 1st. You've got eight weeks, right? This program is eight weeks to turn your restaurant around. We systematically work through every single area of your business to get things in line. So we cover marketing, operations, leadership, staffing, and more. I show you the right way to set goals and the best way I know to put systems in place to help you reach those goals. Can you commit 30 minutes a day to turning your restaurant around? That's it, 30 minutes of work that you're gonna do on your own and then once a week, we've got 60-minute group coaching calls, right? Every single Wednesday, coaching calls with me and a bunch of other smart operators who are going to help you level up. We do that for the two months, all May and all June. Are you ready to make a change to have a restaurant that delivers the kind of profits you deserve? Then join us. We've got a handful of spots left, and if you want, please apply. Visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash restaurant dash recharge dash application. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, a few weeks back, I attended the Bar and Restaurant Expo, formerly the nightclub and bar show. It's hosted out in Las Vegas every year, and it was incredible. It was my first time at the show, first time attending the show, my first time speaking at the show, but it was also my first time in Las Vegas, and I want to share my thoughts on all of it with you. So I'm going to split up this episode into two different sections. First, I want to talk about the expo, 
And then for the second half of the episode, I want to talk about my experience out in Las Vegas, right? Because I stayed at a fancy hotel. I played a couple of nice golf courses. I dined out. I saw a show. I gambled a little. I had the Las Vegas experience. But there's something really uh, important that I learned when I was out there, and I want to share that with you. So stick around to the end. It's all going to make sense when we put it together. First things first, let's talk about the expo. Now, the Bar and Restaurant Expo, again, takes place over three days out in Las Vegas. It was hosted at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Uh, it happens every March. It was formerly titled the Nightclub and Bar Show. And this is a trade show, right? There's a trade show floor with all kinds of vendors and partners and all that talking about their solutions. But what makes the Bar and Restaurant Expo so interesting is that education really goes front and center. So they've got all these breakout rooms and, and sessions uh, over the course of the three days, right? In fact, the first day of the show, the trade floor isn't open at all. It's really meant for the attendees to go and listen to these speakers. I was one of those people speaking on the first day. So there are workshops, there are speaker sessions, there are panel discussions, all about every single little area of uh, the industry. And it's timely, obviously. We're there to talk about things that are uh, happening right now. So I was invited to speak about hospitality and tech. This is a talk I've given a couple of different times, but this was by far my biggest audience. It was packed. The room was standing room only. People were still trying to squeeze in uh, a couple of minutes into the, uh, into the talk. So it was all about hospitality and tech, the surprising ways that technology is helping us drive greater profits and actually creating a better guest experience. I share a bunch of different case studies from companies big and small uh, to talk about how they learned how to incorporate technology and how they're using it uh, to make a more profitable restaurant and create a better guest experience. I'm giving that talk a couple of more times throughout the year. I'll have more information on that as we get closer to those other uh, those other expos. But I loved being able to give this talk. Here's the cool part, though. After I gave my talk, I got to talk to a bunch of the audience members who were asking questions and talking about what they were doing, telling me about some of their challenges. But then after that, I had the a great opportunity to sit in on a lot of other sessions, right? Uh, all kinds of incredible sessions from other speakers who were there to talk about not just technology. That was that was what I was there to talk about. But people are talking about, you know, all different things, about food costing, about leadership, about management, about staffing, about how to integrate uh, specific technology pieces uh, to help, you know, manage the profitability, uh, how to manage by the numbers, on and on and on. There was a ton of great talks, two noticeable, uh, notable ones. Uh, David Scott Peters gave a great talk and Al Allison and two other restaurant coaches. They do just uh, the same thing that I do, but it was really cool hearing their take on the things. That's the thrust of this show. That's what really sets this show apart from a lot of the other shows is that education is front and center. The attendees are all chefs, operators, managers, marketers, people who are there to learn, to level up, to try to improve their business. If you've never been to the uh, the bar and restaurant show or the nightclub and bar show, as it was formerly called uh, known, uh, I would I would really urge you to uh, uh, to go next year. I will definitely be going back uh, as long as they'll have me. I will keep going back because it was that good of an experience. The other piece to the show, obviously, is the trade floor. The trade floor here at this show is overwhelming. It's row after row after row of vendors, you know, selling everything from POS systems to, to different marketing platforms to uniforms to shoes to tables and chairs. They've got everything. And, of course, this has got sort of a nightclub and bar uh, tilt to it. So there were also a lot of, like, spirit companies there, too. So a lot of people were walking around, having drinks, all of that. It was a very lively atmosphere, uh, energetic, lots of music. It was 
loud, but it was fun. It was a fun place to be. Here's my thing. Here's my advice from the show. If you go to these trade shows, and, and I hope you do, and if you go to the uh, the bar and restaurant show next year, and I hope you do when we meet up there, I want you to make some notes before you go there. I want you to really look at your business and think about where your problem spots are, where your trouble spots are. Because if you walk into the trade floor, you're just going to be uh, overwhelmed by everybody who's trying to talk to you. But if you know, these are the things I'm doing well, here are the areas where I need to level up, then you've got some direction there. Then you know what to work on. Without that, you're just going to be overwhelmed in the show. But if you know, hey, I'm looking for these kind of solutions. I'm looking to solve this problem. That's the best way to go into this show. So that was my takeaway there. You've got to take notes while you're there, and you've got to make notes before you go there, right? That's the best way to navigate these trade shows and go ready to learn. Pretend you don't know anything and just listen to what people have to say. Watch a demo just to see, just to see if it does it better than your current solution. It's a, it's a great thing to do uh, every so often. You, gotta, you don't have to do six of these a year, but to do a couple of them a year isn't a bad thing. To go and see what's going on, which way the, uh, which way the industry is going, to hear from other people who are going through similar struggles uh, as you, right? That, that's, the, that's really what networking is all about, right? To, to connect and, and share answers and solutions. So the Bar and Restaurant Expo was excellent. I went out there to speak. I will definitely be going back there to speak. As long as they will have me, I will keep going back, and I hope many of you decide to go. That's the first chunk of what I wanted to talk about. Well, I'm going to talk about my experience in Las Vegas in just a minute after a word from one of our sponsors. Pop Menu has reimagined the restaurant. They are breaking the mold of the menu, taking the kitchen doors off the hinges, and serving up their most comprehensive technology solution yet. It's called Pop Menu Max. It comes with all the previous ingredients that you've heard me mention on this podcast, right? We've been talking about it for months. Websites designed with SEO, marketing tools that help keep you top of mind with guests, and of course, their patented interactive menu technology. But now, this new recipe brings automated phone answering to the table, brings third-party online order aggregation, waitlisting, all of that and more. For example, PopMenu's phone answering technology has your ringing phones covered. With artificial intelligence, right, AI, the simple questions that keep your phone line tied up can now be handled by a computer without pulling a staff member away from your in-person hospitality. So no more missed calls, no more missed reservations, no more people bothering you to ask about your hours or, or anything, no more missed revenue. The computer's gonna handle all that and that is just the beginning. You have a passion for food, Pop Menu has a passion for technology. Together, it is a recipe for restaurant success. Now even more digital ingredients are in their technology pantry, if you will, and Pop Menu is helping restaurants attract, engage, remarket and transact with their guests on a whole new level. Trust me, if you're a restaurant owner, you need Pop Menu to take your business to the next level. For a limited time only, get $100 off your first month, plus you get to lock in one unchanging monthly rate. Go to popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy to claim the offer. Again, that's $100 off your first month at P-O-P M-E-N-U dot com slash restaurant strategy. As always, that link is in the show notes. 
Now, we're talking all about the Barn Restaurant Expo. We're talking all about Las Vegas. Talked all about my experience at the trade show. Now I want to talk about my experience at uh, in Las Vegas because Las Vegas is a town that exists to take care of people, right? It exists to separate people from their money. But we do that in really stylish ways, right? Through great hotels and pools and clubs and restaurants and bars and casinos and shows, right? We are there to engage and entertain people, Right? That's why the town exists. So, uh, for coming from somebody who spent the last 22 years in hospitality, I was really excited to go there to see what it was all about. And I got to tell you, I had a great time, but I was really disappointed, specifically with my restaurant experiences. So, I dined out two nice restaurants while I was there. The first one, the first one was Jose Andres' uh, new restaurant in my hotel. And I got to tell you, I came down, the restaurant is stylish, it's packed. It's big. I mean, it's like hundreds of seats, but I didn't want to sit in the dining room because I was dining alone. So I just went to the bar. My bar experience really could not have gone any worse. People were rude. I got sort of ignored for a while. I mean, I sat there for 10 minutes before somebody came over and I had to flag them over. And I said, hey, can I see a drink menu and a, and a food menu? And she was like, oh, oh, the, the bar server will be with you in a minute. And then she walked away. So uh, maybe she was the bartender. Maybe there's a distinction between the bartender and the bar server. The bottom line is... I don't know as a customer who I'm supposed to talk to. I just know I've been sitting there for a while and I'm ready for service. Like it was unreal to me. So I sat there for another five minutes before somebody came over. And she was very apologetic. She's like, oh, sorry, we're just, we're getting really slammed right now. I said, that's okay. She's like, what can I get for you? I said, well, can I look at a food menu and a drink menu, please? And in the meantime, can I have some sparkly water? She said, sure. So she delivered the two menus and put up a glass of ice water. Okay, I'm not going to make a big deal at this point. Let's just move on. So I order a drink. To their credit, the drink was delicious. It was a really well-made craft cocktail. It was really cool. I order my food. The food is all gratuitously expensive, but hey, I get it. It's Las Vegas. This is what happens. But I order my food. It took almost 20-plus minutes for me to get my appetizer. I was like, okay, fine. I'm just sitting there reading the New York Times on my phone. Not a big deal. Food finally comes, and it's delicious. My appetizer is great. I got like a, like a beef carpaccio. It was excellent. But again, it took 20-plus minutes to come. I'm sitting there eating it for no more than three or four minutes when a food runner comes up behind me with my entree. He's like, oh, I have your uh, entree. Can, can you move that out of the way so I can put this down? I said, no. I said, I just got my appetizer. I'm not ready for my entree. He goes, oh, 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 oh. I said, what do you want me to do? And I said, take it back, sell it to another table, but I, I'm not going to eat that. I said, and please don't try to sell, serve me that same one in 20 minutes. He goes, oh, okay, okay. He goes away. Obviously, he talks to the bar server or the bartender, whoever I'm supposed to be, whoever's taking care of me. She comes over, does not apologize. She says, I'm going to refire that, but just so you know, it's going to be like 20 or 25 minutes. Like it was my fault. My fault that I sent it away. My fault that they didn't time their tickets, like they didn't keep proper eye on me, and that I didn't want that to sit under a salamander getting, uh, you know, getting overcooked for the next 20 minutes until I was ready for it. No apology, just sass. Like, it's going to be another 20 or 25 minutes. Which, you know what, is fine, because it's going to take me about 20 minutes to finish this giant carpaccio that I got. So fine, I finished my carpaccio. They mark me for my next course. The food comes right out. It comes like, it's perfectly timed, actually, at that point. And I eat it, and again, it's delicious. I get a glass of wine to go with it. It's great. I finish my food, and my food's sitting there for like, my empty plates are sitting there for about 15 minutes. Nobody has made a move for me. Nobody's come by to clear or anything. The next... The next, finally, I see somebody, again, about 15 minutes after my plates are there. She comes over. She says, are you ready for the check? 
She doesn't ask me if I want another glass of wine. She doesn't ask me if I'm if I can if I'm finished, if she can clear these. Doesn't ask me if I want dessert or another drink. Just do you want the check? She was I was obviously annoying them. They wanted me gone. I could not believe it. And anybody who knows me knows that I have a wild sweet tooth, right? Crazy sweet tooth, right? I joke around. It's the only reason to go out to dinner. Uh, but I was like, okay, forget it. I'll just I'll pay my check and go to bed, right? It's been a long day. It's this been a really bad experience, and it was really disappointing because the food was excellent and the dining room looks beautiful. They got this whole like open fire, like wood fire grill where they cook all the meats on. It was a really really cool restaurant and a really bad experience, which was disappointing. Again, given the cost, right? The appetizer was like twenty four dollars. Entree was like forty eight dollars. Like not cheap. Fine, okay. Fine, I pay and I go up to my room, I go to bed, fine. I wake up the next morning, I go golfing again. And before I do, I go to some omelet place. I want to get off the strip. I was looking for like a Denny's, but the Denny's were all packed. So I go and find this little omelet place. Well, I guess it's kind of a famous omelet. It's like called Omelet House or something. Uh, and I go in there, I receive the best experience. My, my Like the, the, the polar opposite of what had happened the night before. Right, person greets me. Hey, how are you doing? Welcome. Come in. I'll get you seated. Well, you know, what table do you want? What seat do you want? Okay, sit down. Somebody greets me within a minute. And they're like, "Oh, here's water. You want water? Great. You want coffee? Decaf? What, what can I get for you?" Right? So great. It's a great server. Will be right with you in a second. Here's the menu. And then the server came over. Said, "Oh, do you know what you want?" I said, "No, I just got here. I just have to look through." She's like, "Oh, have you never been here before?" I I'm assuming she thought that most people usually know what they like. I said, "Yeah, I've never been here. I want to look through the menu." And then she starts talking to me about some of her favorites and some of the famous dishes and all that. It's a breakfast place. I didn't need her to do that, but I was really I was really glad she did. So it's fine. I take a few minutes. I'm sipping my coffee. I figure out what I want. I take one of her recommendations. She's like, oh, so great. I'm glad you took my recommendation. You're going to love it. Food comes. Food's delicious. I pay. I leave. And I tell her on my way out. I said, this is the best service I've, I've had so far in my two days here in Vegas. She's like, oh, it's so sweet of you to say. Fine. But it really was. It was so gracious. So then I go. I golf. I come back home. I get changed, showered. I go to a show. And then after the show, I go to, uh, to dinner again. Right, so uh, I want to go try Bobby Flay's new place, Amalfi. I'm ready to go to the Amalfi Coast. I'm, I'm going to Italy, and uh, and I just thought, oh, that'll be fun. And plus, it's good. it's been well reviewed, and and it's something that doesn't exist anywhere else, right? It's not like I can get that. I didn't want to go somewhere that just had the original in New York City or the original in Los Angeles. I'm not interested in that. So I go and I sit down at the bar, and uh, again, I'm given sort of like vague, vacant, sassy service. And I couldn't believe it. And finally, about like halfway through my meal, I decided to sort of like shake the bartender up and I just started making conversation with her. And I asked her how long the restaurant's been open and has she worked here from the beginning? And, you know, were they open during the pandemic or how are things now? And I let her know I'm in the industry and I'm here for the bar and restaurant expo. And so then we started talking and she became really warm and gracious and hospitable. Then she started writing, making recommendations for where else I should go if I wanted to find some cool spots off the strip. And, and it was really, it was really great but why did i have to shake her into providing great hospitable uh service it really drove me crazy and so that was like those are my like two big meals and i ate out a couple other times i did find a denny's at one point um i did find a couple other restaurants and, and overwhelmingly that's what i found i found that people were just sort of like like i didn't get warm gracious service and I don't know that that's important, but you can certainly be polite. And so the first restaurant, I got bad service. The other one, I got sort of like cold, surly service, right? When I talk about my two nice meals that I had there. And so I, um, 
I was talking to some people there, and I said, hey, you know, I got to tell you, I'm like a little disappointed about the service here because it's a town that exists on hospitality. You'd think hospitality runs through people's uh, veins here. And they said, no, 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 you got to understand. Everyone is, uh, you know, understaffed, and all the people there are overworked. And I stopped, and I listened, and I said, okay, so that's pretty much everywhere. Everywhere is understaffed and overworked. And they said, yeah, but you got to understand that this, this town opened back up before a lot of the rest of the country and blah, blah, blah. And I sat there. And I thought about it, and it's a good point, but in the end, you know what? The customer doesn't care. That's my big takeaway, because that was my experience. At the end of the day, I don't care, because I don't get a discount for the mediocre service, or for the poor service. We don't get somebody coming up and say, hey, we're giving you 20% off because we're understaffed and everybody's overworked, and so they're going to be a little grumpy to you. We don't do that. In fact, our prices now are about 20% higher than they were this time last year. So if we're not going to cut people slack on the price, we can't expect them to cut us slack on their expectation level. People want to go out. They want to have a good time. They want to be taken care of. Now, I understand maybe this was just the bar experience in Vegas, but I've also found this in a lot of other places, in restaurants here in this city, in other markets, in other cities. And I'm, I'm hoping that you guys listen to this and you, and you recognize what I'm talking about, right? That you recognize that this is happening. The bottom line is our guests don't care. They don't care that we're understaffed. They don't care that we're overworked. So you've got to build a system that accounts for that. You've got to acknowledge the fact that you're understaffed. What's the concept you can, that can be executed with less staff than you used to have? What's the kind of service that exists, that can happen without really warm, gracious, personable people. That's what we have to think about because at the end of the day, our customers don't care. I certainly didn't care. I was spending a lot of money in Vegas. It was my first time in Vegas. I was really excited to be there. And I was just one of millions of people there. You better believe that a lot of other people felt uh, the same that I did or maybe even stronger, right? Maybe they weren't willing to kind of um, give them a break because they're not in hospitality. I was in hospitality. I was like, okay, it is what it is. Fine, move on. But here it is, my experience, and I get to tell my experience to thousands of people here, to all of you guys listening. My point is not to bitch about Las Vegas. I was disappointed, but I had a good time regardless. I had a great time. I'm sharing my experience so that you learn from it. The bottom line is we're understaffed. Everybody's overworked. Labor's going up, food costs are going up, all of that, nobody cares. We still have to provide a product. And if we've got to charge more for that product, then we've got to make sure that in the eyes of the consumer, they see the value in that, that it is worth the money that you are charging. It's the same thing no matter what. This is a basic business principle, basic marketing principle. So that's what I want you to get across. That's what I want to share about my trip to Las Vegas. Nobody cares if you're under understaffed and overworked. You still have to pr provide a great experience, an experience that matches the number that you're charging. So that's it for this week. Listen, again, uh, Restaurant Recharge, we're filling the last few spots now. If you want to join us, go uh, click the link in the show notes, fill out the application. I hope you do come join us. Uh, we, we work with uh, dozens of people all over the country um, to make a difference in their business. I promise you, I promise you I can help you. Uh, again, appreciate you being here week after week. Uh, go have a good week, and I will see you next time. <laughs>